Today's scripture is from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yes, thanks be to God for this passage in which the disciples found themselves in a storm. Because for some of us, that's exactly how we feel. And I wonder if in the midst of of the storms of the last few months, physical and metaphorical, have we felt like, have we felt like we were in the boat alone? Or have we realized that we are in fact in this together? And not only that, but that Jesus is in our boat with us. Today we're continuing a series called Uncharted. It's a series that asks the question, how do we exist? How do we thrive in the midst of this uncharted, unprecedented time? Before we get to our topic today, I just just want to take one moment and remind us of where we came from last week. Because what we learned last week is that in the uncharted territory, our memory is increasingly important. It is important for us to remember that God is setting us free from what has been. It's important to remember that God has called us as a people of promise into a beautiful future. And it's also important to remember that as we are traveling from what has been to what will be, God is providing. And what we saw last week is that the Hebrew children, when they were in the wilderness in their uncharted territory, they did not remember these things. They forgot their past and they forgot God's providence and they forgot they were a people of promise. What we learned last week is that in the uncharted territory, we must be a people who remember that God is setting us free that God is providing for our every need, and that God is leading us towards a promise. In our passage today, we find Jesus calming a storm. Instead of uncharted territories, the disciples found themselves in uncharted waters. And I think one of the most important things to note about this scripture is our God was not intimidated by the storm in the least. Not in the least. God is not afraid of the things we are afraid of. The storm was nothing to Jesus. 
And when we face storms in our lives, it's helpful to remember that our God is not afraid of the storm. That when it comes to our God, there's no such thing as an uncharted territory. The God we serve is not afraid of the storm. And will always be with us as we journey through it. It's important for us to know that about God, but because we are not the first ones to live in an uncharted moment, because we're not the first humans to live in uncertain times, it is important to learn from those who have been there before. As we just talked about last week, we learned from the Hebrew children in their wilderness experience, and today we have a chance to learn from the disciples in their uncharted waters. Because today what we see is the disciples doing three things in the midst of the storm that we would be wise to emulate in this uncharted territory. Here's the first thing the disciples did. The storm comes rolling in. The disciples are terrified. And what do they do? They look to Christ for protection. The waves and the wind raging. So... They looked to Jesus. And here's the thing. It was awkward, wasn't it? Think about the passage. It was awkward. They woke Jesus up and Jesus rebuked them for having woken him from his nice slumber. Just to go back for a moment, to reinforce the fact that our God is not afraid of the storm, Jesus was taking a nap. Everybody else is afraid for their lives. Jesus was taking a nap. Our God is not afraid of our storms. And the disciples wake him up. And yes, yes. It would have been a greater act of faith if they just let him sleep. If the disciples had believed that because Christ was with them, everything was going to be okay. Jesus certainly wishes they had had more faith. But I want to point something out I think is really important. Waking Jesus up, as imperfect an act of faith as it was, waking Jesus up was in and of itself an act of faith. They knew he was the only one who could save him. Save them. So he reached out. They knew he was the only one who could save them, so they reached out. I wonder, I wonder if particularly in this moment we are allowing ourselves to do the same. If when we find ourselves under siege from those metaphorical winds and waves blowing and being against us, are we intentionally inviting Jesus Christ in the moment? And you might be saying to yourself, I don't know that I have the kind of faith that really can trust Jesus in the storm. Well, neither did the disciples. Neither did the disciples. I want to point out again that the disciples didn't have perfect faith in that boat in the midst of the storm. They didn't. But waking Jesus up was still an act of faith. They didn't have perfect faith. They had an imperfect faith like we do. It was a faith in process. Friends, what we have to understand in the uncharted territory is it is not about having perfect faith. It's about having faith in the one who is perfect. When I find myself in the uncharted waters, facing anxiety 
or threat? Am I crying out to the one whose love and power is perfect? When loneliness is real and present, when my fear about how I'm going to care for my children or my parents is real and present, am I reaching out to the only one who has perfect power and perfect love for me? Am I inviting Jesus in? The first thing the disciples did in this unsteady moment was they cried out to Jesus for help. Here's the second thing they did. They bore witness to God's action. They listened as Almighty God Himself spoke. Peace. Be still. And they watched as the raging wind calmed and the tumultuous sea became peaceful again. They bore witness to the tremendous power of God being unleashed right in front of them. And it makes me wonder, have I been paying attention to what God is doing right in front of my eyes? I want to share a story from my own life about what God is doing. Like a whole lot of parents around this country when we found out that our school system was going to go into a virtual environment this year, my wife Andy and I were kind of panicking, which is understandable. We, we both work full-time. My wife's a physician, for those of you who don't know, and it's very important that she's there for her patients. Every church in the world is in a crisis right now. It's important that I am here for the church. And we knew that Juggling those responsibilities along with the most important responsibility of raising our children well was going to be difficult. So one day, my wife got this text from a woman in our congregation whose daughter is friends with our daughter, our six-year-old. Delightful family, wonderful family. The mom in the family has her master's degree in education. She's a teacher by trade, but for the last several years has been raising her children full-time. And she said, I've been thinking about kind of setting up a small schoolhouse for my daughter in our basement and wondered if, do you think your kids would like to come to school at my house this year? What an unbelievable gift. The first thing Andy and I did in the midst of our storm was worry. Then I prayed. Imagine how much consternation we would have saved ourselves if I had done those things in reverse. And out of the blue, this family reaches out. And you could say, you could say, well, that's just, that's lucky and fortunate for you. It isn't church. It is the amazing and providential work of our great God. What is the thing that God has been doing in your life? Have you taken notice, truly paused to pay attention? Because when the disciples found themselves in the storm, in the height of the uncharted experience, the first thing they did was to reach out to Jesus. And the second thing they did was bear witness to the tremendous and awesome power of our great God.
Are we paying attention to what God is doing? And this leads us to the third thing that the disciples did in these uncharted waters. After they watched Jesus calm the storm and the waves, comes my favorite line in this passage. The disciples look at one another and they say, Who is this man that even the winds and the waves would obey him? Who is this man? They marveled. The disciples not only reached out to Christ, not only paid attention to what God was doing, but then they marveled at what they saw. They stood in awe of God. It's reminiscent of our best acts of worship. When we see God, truly see God in the fullness of God's majesty, and we are left to do nothing but marvel and say thank you. It seems like a simple process, doesn't it? Just three things the disciples did in the midst of the uncharted waters. Three little things. They looked to Jesus for protection. They bore witness to the action of God. They paid attention to what God was doing. And they marveled at what they saw. Pray first in the storm. Watch what God is doing and then marvel. One final note from this passage. It might seem like too small a detail even to mention, but I don't think it is. I just think it's important to note that the disciples were in fact in the boat together. Literally in the same boat. And as we navigate the uncharted waters, we can try to do it alone. Or we can recognize that God has given us the blessing of being in the same boat. We're in this together. Together, we are turned We are called to turn to Christ. Together, we are called to bear witness to what God is doing. Together, we are called to marvel at what we see. Together. And over these last several weeks, during the creative element in our service each week, we've been in a a series called Get Connected. The first week we talked about small groups and Disciple One, things that adults can participate in for for really spiritual development and, and, and human connection. Last week, we heard about some of the wonderful children and student ministries that happened through Ebenezer Church. And and today, we found out about a number of different opportunities for folks who have a unique need, who have faced something unique in their lives, and for whom it would be helpful to be around folks who are going through similar things, facing similar challenges and overcoming them together. The living God created us to be in relationships. Relationship both with God's own self and relationship with one another. One of the biggest mistakes we can make 
is to try and navigate the uncharted territory alone. It's not God's will for our lives. We are in this together. So together, when the winds blow and the waves rage together, let us cry out to Christ. Then together, let us watch that amazing thing that God is doing right before our eyes such that together we can marvel at the one who isn't afraid of the storm and who isn't afraid of the uncharted territory, the one who isn't afraid of the unknown because for our God there is no unknown. Our God knows all things. God has called us to this moment. And God calls us to do it together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.